All right, welcome to Out in the Crowd, a uh, podcast series brought to you by Playing for Pride and the USL Show. My name is Austin Deleuze. Uh, I am the founder of Playing for Pride. Uh, flipping the script here a little bit on the USL Show, my guest today is Evan Valella. Evan, uh, those for for those of you who don't know, which most of you should know if you're listeners of the USL Show, Evan is the... Uh, the host of the USL show, uh, supporter, extraordinaire, writer, wow. podcaster, wow. man of many hats. Is that correct? Yeah, that's about right. I don't wear any of them necessarily well, but you know, I, I have them nonetheless. <laughs> I know for a fact that's not true. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate it. So for everyone out there listening, this is my first time hosting a podcast, so bear with me. Um, I'm going to try to do it justice. I'm going to try to live up to the standard that Evan has set. So far, so good, man. <laughs> um, before we get started, I just wanted to give sort of a brief explanation of what we're doing here. Obviously, uh, like I said, I'm the founder of Playing for Pride, uh, which is a fundraising campaign um, based uh, that I started you know, a few years ago um, in support of the LGBTQ community, um, specifically uh, benefiting Athlete Ally, which is an organization that sort of works at the intersection of sports and LGBTQ rights. Um, and so what I wanted to do with this podcast is is sort of allow um, members of the LGBTQ community that are also members of the soccer community um, to tell their stories and have them uh, share their journeys with people. Um, because, you know, as I've worked on playing for Pride over the last few years, I've found that those stories and and those personal experiences are what sort of ultimately make the biggest difference in, in changing hearts and changing minds. Um, nobody really needs to hear what I have to say about the issue uh, outside of that I support uh, the LGBTQ community and, and I, I'm very supportive of equality and, and all that good stuff. Um, people know that. Um, but I think people want to hear from you, Evan. They want to hear your story. They want to hear your journey. Um, you know, if, if by people you mean at least yourself, then yes. <laughs> I think I think it's more than just me. I hope it's more than just Hopefully. me. Um, but yeah, so that's the idea behind this. Uh, Out in the Crowd, again, a four-part podcast series. We hope to drop one episode per week throughout uh, Pride Month, which is June. Um, and this will be our first episode. So here we are. Yeah. Um, so I guess we can sort of kick it off. Uh, I just wanted to get, you know, a little, get to know you a little bit better sure. personally, Evan. Um, you know, where, where are you from? Uh, I know you're in the Philly area now, I obviously am. as a supporter of the steel and of the, of the union. Yep. Um, is, is Philly home for you? Yeah. So yeah, like it's one of those things like I, I grew up uh, about 45 minutes, like 20 or so miles from Philly. Okay. Um, in, a, in a very nice little college suburb called Westchester. Uh, two words. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I've been pretty much in this area my entire life. So, um, yeah, it's, I, you know, it's a nice area. It's, it's decently affluent. People are nice enough as far as nicest in the East Coast goes. Gotcha. Uh, you know, I, yeah. So, I mean, I guess that kind of covers it. It's one of those things where, like, you know, 
people always you, you like to say that you're from the closest big city that people get so philadelphia is just easier for everybody sure sure i've had plenty of teammates uh claim philly that are, are <laughs> from from the burbs or from yep. jersey yep. or from so i get it i get it yep. um so I guess I sort of buried the lead here, but the reason yeah. that I'm talking to you today Hi is there. because you are uh, an openly gay man. That I am. Who also has uh, ingrained himself within the soccer community in a big way, um, and that's why I wanted to talk to you. Um, so I guess I'll kind of start with like, you know, the standard. You know, when did you realize that you were you were gay? Oh, um, I I was always more uh, I mean sure attracted but I guess like interested in starting conversation and just trying to pick the minds of and, and sort of getting close to other males and that kind of all dawned on me um, in retrospect when I was like eh, like 14 or so but really I didn't like start the process of becoming comfortable with myself until I was about 16 okay. um, and that took another two or some change years until I was about 18 or so to finally kind of figure out what that meant and and understand what that was for me and and then kind of become comfortable in my own skin so to speak and I mean you know that's a it's an active practice and something that you kind of work on for a while. And now that I'm almost 25, by the time people hear this, I'll be 25. Um, now I'm like just super comfortable with it. Um, and, and soccer did play a pretty big part of that, to be fair. Or at least this this little community I've kind of carved out for myself. Now you're skipping ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm giving you really good segues. There's you are. You are. And I appreciate that. Anytime. Um, so yeah, I think that this process is is something um, that's unique to everyone. Obviously, mm. nobody has sort of the same path. Um, but it sounds like it's more of a process than sort of like an aha moment. That it's yeah. sort of something that you grew into, and right. and obviously now, like you said, you're very comfortable. But that that obviously may not have always been the case. Mm. Yeah, um, and and it's one of those things. Like I think I think at least for me, um, and it'll be interesting to see how how the other folks that I'll talk to um, came about it. But you know, the older you get, and and the more comfortable that you are in yourself, and and just being you know gay and understanding that that's not maybe you know the defining characteristic of yourself as a as a person necessarily the more kind of at ease you are at being out about it, at least for myself. Um, you know, and it was one of those things where obviously it's really difficult and, and you know, some of the, uh, the bullying and, and like the nitpicking and just kind of people asking about it from a, a point of, you know, more curiosity than anything else. Um, you, you have to adapt pretty quickly and, and kind of figure out you know, if someone asks, well, like, you know, why do you like guys and things like that? Like, you have to have answers and they they can't just be, well, I'm, I'm attracted to them because that's not going to, you know, <laughs> um, you cut it necessarily. Cause it's There's a little very, more to it than that. Yeah, it's it's a very, like, surface answer, you know, and it, it, sure. it's, it's not just the, the, the physical implications, I suppose. There's a lot of mental and, and things like that and... And I think that part of it, the the mental and kind of the the emotional bonding side, is the the more difficult part than the uh, accepting the the physical attraction, so to speak. 
Right. When did when did you actually come out? You know, to to those are you know your family, your friends, and... uh, like like at various points. Um, when I was like sixteen was when I started coming out to like close friends, and I think my family followed like shortly after, around seventeen or so. Um, and then once I started to really kind of pick up an internet presence when I was twenty twenty one. Yeah, um, I'm. <laughs> My timeline for this is all soccer-based, which is really sad. <laughs> That's um, good. I mean, it's fine. It works for this. Uh, yeah, around like 2021, like that first year for Bethlehem is where I really went, okay, I want to be super open and, and out about it. Um, only because I, I felt like, you know, if I was going to have a decent following, not that I expected anything to blow up the way that it has, obviously, but if I was going to have a decent following on the internet or anything like that, I, you know, if I could be that voice and just kind of normalize things and say, hey, it's, it's okay to be this way and still appreciate this sport and be around guys that play and things like that. Um, you know, that was really when I made a, a, a concerted effort to put myself out there. Okay. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring up this quote that I read yesterday. Actually, I don't know if you saw the uh, profile of Megan Rapino in Yahoo Sports. Um, but she had this great quote, and she, she talked a little bit about her coming out process, and mm. she said, when you're out, it's only one part of who you are, yes. but when you're not out, it's just this all-consuming thing. The deeper in the closet you are, the more you lie, the more it becomes this all-consuming thing mm. that it really doesn't have to be, and it takes over your life. And I, I that sort of hit with me. Obviously, this is an experience that I have not been through, but sure, it, sure. it seems to be a common theme. Yes. Um, is that something that you, you experienced as well? Yeah. Um, like, it's it's always a lot easier in life to be honest with people and, and to be, you know, 100% yourself at all times. And definitely, like, what she was saying about how the more you try to, to you know, push that away or, or whatever, or if you have family that asks, you know, like, oh, do you have any girlfriends or anything like that? Like, not having to worry about any of the the pressure or anything like that as far as, you know, um, not being 100% honest with, um, at the end of the day, yourself, really, um, is, is super important. That's, right. that's probably the biggest thing for sure is because, you know, like the, the, the like little, you know, like deflecting and things like that to other people isn't the end of the world, right? Like, cause at the most you're talking to people for, you know, an hour a day or whatever in person. And that's, you know, that's fine. Like you can do that. But I think when you go to, you know, put your head down and go to sleep or, or if you're just kind of have those quiet moments where you need to recharge as I do being a natural introvert, uh, you know, it's one of those things where the more honest you can be with yourself, the better the better off you are and the easier all this kind of is to to grasp, so to speak. Right. So you, you talked a little bit already about soccer community, obviously. Mm. Um, how how did you end up in, in, you know, sort of immersing yourself in, in the soccer world in the way that you have? Oh man. Um, so a, a dear friend of mine, and and if you go back and listen to some of the like really early episodes of the USL show, you'll hear his voice, Kyle Kepner, uh, asked if I wanted to take over for the USL show because all those guys at the time were in their thirties and like had kids and like actually really what he was saying is we actually have lives. Can you take this over because I know that you don't do anything and. Um, <clears throat> And I said, of course, that would be great. So so that kind of started. I'd already been covering Bethlehem for about a year at that point. Um, and I'd always been interested in, in podcasting and just kind of getting into media and things like that. And something that, you know, 
the the it, it's really hard to break into to doing team communications and things like that so i didn't feel like i was gonna have a break there um and so to just kind of be able to like pave my own way by doing the usl show and and getting to know brendan and james and, and ryan ricker that first year and you know talking to guys like marisa do and some things that just kind of boggled my mind at the time and and things like that um that was huge and then the support and stuff that we've had for the usl show where it's just a couple of people that get together every week or so and and are just able to talk about the league you know kind of freely and openly and without any of the handcuffs or anything that might come with being a league run uh podcast has been really cool um and and you know all credit to to ryan madden and those guys for being super welcoming and super accommodating to us um, and for people like yourself that have been on or, or, or you know, uh, Hugh Roberts is another guy, Brandon Miller, you know, we've had, uh, there's, I mean, the list goes on and on as far as guys that have, you know, come on or that haven't said no to us asking them to be on. Um, and, you know, just stuff like that where it's, it's, I think you guys can tell that we enjoy doing it and that we have fun and that we're not doing it for any, like, you know paycheck or to to make a, a big name out of ourselves necessarily it's just about trying to advance soccer in the country and doing that in a very accessible and open way and that's that's been huge for us yeah i'm still waiting on my on my uh appearance fee for mm, coming on last year but okay. uh, right. yeah we can we can talk about that we'll later get that sorted out <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh, like you said you're very open um yeah about your sexuality in this, you know, sort of space that you've created for yourself sure. in the soccer world. Um, it, is that, you know, like a conscious decision that you've made that, you, you know, you said I, to yourself, I want to be open about this, or is that just sort of your personality? It just wasn't something that you thought too much about? Uh, it's a bit of both. Um, like, I think naturally I'm very much, especially at this point, like I don't really have anything to hide for sure. Um, you know, especially to people that come come at it from an honest space, or, you know, not not just asking for the sake of asking or things like that. Um, it was definitely nerve wracking. I mean, you and and James have had some lively discussions on the field uh, <laughs> at points, so you know uh, a little bit about what he brings to the table. But it was funny the the first year I went, as long as as Brendan and and Skipper are okay with it, then I think I'll be all right. Um, and, and those guys have been, uh, absolutely. And I mean, you know, the whole team as well, like John McCarthy is another guy that's always been super, uh, you know, understanding. Uh, and, and again, it's, it's a weird thing because like, I don't know if any of those guys really understand it, but at the very least they're accepting and they don't really, at the worst, they don't care. Like they don't see that as the defining characteristic of me as a person. Um, right. and you know, that's really all that I can ask for is just that, at the very least, you see people as people, and we're all kind of on the same playing field, to use a pun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that first year, it was a little nerve-wracking, um, and just kind of, you know, a little difficult to to be open about it, but not super in anyone's face about it at the same time, because I, I don't, you know, for as much as me being open about it, I also don't want to push that kind of agenda where I'm just shoving it down people's throats, in a way. Um you know, and so it was a bit of a balancing act the first year, but after that and just kind of seeing the reception that I got and things like that, it was it was easier to kind of be more open and, and matter of fact about it with, you know, other players or teams or, or what have you. 
Yeah, I mean the the, the soccer community, I think in general is mm. pretty a pretty open minded place. Sure. Um, but did you have any negative experiences or pushback or anything like that in in response to your your openness? Not in the hmm, not in the soccer community, um, which was nice. I, I you know I think everyone deals with a bit of pushback and a bit of maybe aggression, even if it's even if it's just you know like passive aggressive or things like that. Where like you were saying last year, where it's you know the the bathroom bill passed in in North Carolina and and. You know, there's been other bills and things like that, or even just kind of in in the fight to legalize gay marriage, where it's maybe not firsthand pushback or, or things like that, but the the just kind of weight of maybe not having communities or or where people grow up and things like that that are as accepting or as welcoming, which is where the struggles are. And and you know, luckily, like Westchester and that surrounding area are like decently open minded. Um, but I mean, you know, there is pockets of people that just won't accept it and that's fine. And, you know, that's something that you have to accept in a way and you have to kind of move on from that. And, and if you, if you live your life, which this is uh, a hell of a life lesson for anyone really, but if you live your life constantly trying to get everyone's approval, you're going to die a very unhappy person <laughs> to get really dark about it. But I mean, you know, you, you can only control and impact things that you personally have control over. Right. So as long as I can make sure that people at least understand where I'm coming from, that's all that really matters to me at the end of the day. So that delineation between sort of, you know, the quote unquote real world and and the soccer world is, is, is that sort of difficult to, you know, compartmentalize or is it like you said, you just kind of roll with it, you know, you're, you're control what you can control and, and appreciate the support that you do get from the soccer community or? yeah i mean i like i i used to even like before i came out i always used to try to get approval from from everybody um which i think is part of the problem of being an only child or something i have no <laughs> idea um and and it's just a lot of work you know that, mm-hmm. that you bring on to yourself that you don't need um and and you know to, honestly like seeing other people that were that were gay in high school or whatever and and trying to be overly supportive to the point where i was kind of fighting their battles for them at some points and doing more harm than good i i think as you grow up and as you mature and as you're able to kind of look at your life from thirty thousand feet as opposed to five feet in front of you um it's a big help to kind of rein in and say okay I can control X, Y, and Z about myself, but when it comes to other people, there's a lot of learning on their end that I might have already been through that they have to figure out for themselves. You know, because it's one of those things where, like, I'm just ridiculously stubborn. Um, (laughs) And and I would always take even, even advice that people would have for me the wrong way and go well you're just saying that to to spite me or to try to get me wound up or whatever and it totally worked um (laughs) but um yeah like it's it's definitely really interesting and i'll be really i'm actually really excited to hear however people kind of came to that you know conclusion themselves if they did i don't know maybe i'm I'm weird and i don't (laughs) and, and no one else has this theory but definitely like i'm a lot more mellow about everything now at 25 than I was back then when I was really combative and and 16 to 20 because uh, you know 
I think like part of having the USL show and, and having views from the bridge and just kind of like being a, a more or less a name that people kind of recognize is you have to find a line where you're out and you're open, but you don't want to constantly be combative about it. Sure. You know, where if, if someone yeah. says, well, and, and you know, maybe this is where me and soccer players kind of find the same ilk where it's like, if someone chirps you for having a bad performance, if you take that person, which you never do, by the way, never, never, never had one of those. Never. I've never <laughs> top five midfielders in, in USL, um, just in terms of consistency. But like, if someone chirps at you for having a bad game, if you know, hypothetically, if that ever happened to you clearly, like if you take that to heart, or if you take that personally, you're just going to get caught up in it. And that's right. not going to help you the next morning or in training the next day or a week from now and things like that. So I think part of what I've learned from from guys like James or yourself or, or Hugh or Brandon Miller or any of the other guys that I've talked to that have that kind of, you know, sense of professionalism or even from like the kids coming up like Trusty and Aronson and, and Romero and, you know, the list goes on and on where it's like this is a you know 16 or 18 year old kid or in james's case this is a guy that's been you know over in europe applying his trade or you who've been around for you know a decade or whatever it's if i have a bad day or week or whatever i can't let that impact my my next week definitely you know definitely. i have to put on yeah. my big boy pants and just kind of do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great um yeah so we we talked about this a little bit um, in in sort of brainstorming this this series, but sure. one of the things that I sort of not struggle with, but you know, it's it's always in the back of my mind um, whenever this time of year comes around and mm. we do playing for pride and we start to get players, you know, sort of committed to the cause. Mm. I, I I worry that people will start to see it as gimmicky or mm. performative or you know anything along those lines you know same thing with you know pride nights for for teams mm. uh, you know I mean, the, the whole pride month promotion for for entire leagues mm. you know i i worry that it's it's not genuine and and you know it's seeing people start to s sort of see through it um but you know in talking to you and and hearing what it means to you to see players um sort of support the cause i wonder if you could sort of elaborate on that and, and on what seeing people you know lend their voice to it means mm. um i i never have understood and this is this might be another really interesting thing to see as this kind of molds itself and i get to talk to other people in the community who are involved in soccer, but I've never seen anyone like yourself or any of the people that have signed up for playing for pride as a gimmick or as just kind of, you know, doing something just to do it or doing something because it makes them look good, it, especially because of how grassroots you are with all this, right? Like it's not, you know, North Carolina FC reaching out to, you know, Indy 11 or whatever, or, or the union or, or Red Bull or, or whoever it is to say, hey, one of our players is doing this, you know, the timing works out. And from a marketing standpoint, this is going to look great <laughs> um, because, you know, and like that very well could be a thing. And I, I think maybe part of where people see it as disingenuous is when MLS or, or USL or what have you label it, you know, oh, soccer for everyone. 
<laughs> and it's like, oh, that's great. Like, I, I understand it and I get it and I appreciate that. But I, I think especially where, like, playing for pride and, and your whole movement and everything differentiates itself is, A, it's literally just you, which I don't think people understand. That it's literally <laughs> just you running it. Um and and that it's it's very much targeted towards the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I also might be a little old school in the fact that whenever, especially like professional athletes, come out to support a cause, I always think, well, they didn't have to do that. It's very nice of them to to do that. So to see the you know sixty or however many you're eventually going to have by the time this episode comes out, players that you've individually contacted or you've had someone contact that then got in touch with you sign up for it and donate, you know, their salary, which y'all do work hard for, um, to this cause is, is still just really, really cool and really incredible for me, um, to see for sure. So I, I definitely, at least as far as, as I go, and I mean, I've, I've told you this on a couple occasions, I don't see it as a gimmick for sure. <laughs> and if I did, I'd probably jump on you for, for doing it that way. All right, I'll try to to <laughs> keep my crippling insecurity in check. Um, but I I appreciate the validation anytime. Um, but you you know you do sort of whenever Pride Month rolls around, it's inevitable that you start to see the trolls come out yes. and they start to sort of say you know well, where's where's you know straight month you right. know, that kind yep. of thing yep. or you know you get those people and and I obviously most of those comments aren't in good faith they're just sort of looking to get a reaction but for for people who maybe have that thought in the back of their mind you know what what would you tell them you know why why is pride why are pride nights important why is it important to see you know pride flags in the crowd why is why is that stuff so important i the way i so i'm looking at one two three I'm looking at like three different gay things in my house currently um, to be <laughs> only three. Only three. Well, there's more. I just the only ones <laughs> that I can see right now are, are here, uh, and and really the the thing that's that drives it home for me, or the thing that I like to keep in the back of my mind as to why is the rainbow important, or why is it really cool that I have the the OCS for everyone, you know, pride scarf, and I have a Timbers Army pride scarf, and I have a Steel Army pride scarf, and there's a Union pride scarf. Like, why is that important? Because that that's another thing that could be very gimmicky if you don't have an extra bit of perspective on it. And for what it is for me, again, another thing that'll be very interesting to see how other people deal with it, is the flag itself and, and the month of June and Pride Month, for, for me at least, is a reminder of all the people that had to work twice or three times or four times or whatever have you as hard so that I or, or you know anybody living in society right now that is gay in this country have the right to be married and, and, and are able to be open and out about it and don't have to live in, in fear and things like that um, as much as or at all. Uh, compared to the people that were around in the 80s and, and 90s and the 70s and things like that, you know, because it's it's really easy to to look at a person like, you know, Freddie Mercury, where at the end of the day, his undeniable talent as a singer, I think, did a lot of good as far as changing the conversation. But at the same time, you know, people like me, I don't sing that well. and And <laughs> we're not all born to have one specific thing where you can go... You know, well, they might be gay, but 
they can do this. It's it's the so the flag for me is a reminder of people that had to work really really hard so that people like me can just be comfortable being an out male who doesn't really have a whole lot of terribly interesting things to to say or do or doesn't have a ridiculous talent or things like that. So, you know, it's now you're a, just fishing for compliments. I'm trying. It's a um, <laughs> it's a celebration of of d- d- progress. Really, is what it is for me. I like that. Yeah. Uh, one one comment I've gotten a lot sure. um, from people, you know, in response to a lot of the playing for pride stuff and and you know pride month pride month in general is, you know, that w- when people come to to soccer stadiums they feel safe mm. um, in a way that maybe they don't always feel. Yes when they step out into the world outside of, of the soccer community. Is that is that something you feel at all or is you know or something you've seen at yeah. all? Yeah. Um and it's it's weird for myself or other, you know, potential media members, I suppose, because for better or for worse, like the the Steel and Union and the USL guys and everything, like it is a it is a community like I'm a known product to them, <laughs> and so I don't I don't have it from just like a a fan in the stands perspective, in sure. a way because I know those guys and they can't just kind of, you know, pass me off as as somebody else to big myself up a little bit, um, which was terrible, but whatever we'll, we'll get over <laughs> it. Um, but I I think what it is. And, and soccer fandom in general for me is, is so interesting is that when you're in the park or when you're supporting your team or watching them at a bar or something like that, it does not become, you know, it's not about you and the, and the 10,000 or 8,000 or 5,000 or 15,000 or 60,000. or it, It's not about the individual people that are there to watch the game. It's about the, the crest, which is a super terrible cliche, but it turns into this bigger community of everyone here, maybe except for 200 people, are supporting one thing and they want to see that one thing win because at the end of the day, soccer is just a distraction from all of the real life bullshit that happens to us. <laughs> Whether that be, you know, I don't have acceptance from my parents or, or what have you. And I think there's something to be said about putting your your faith in something bigger than yourself. I think that's a very like human condition is that we're always looking for for bigger meaning, and to see the outpouring of of support both ways with supporters you know cheering you guys on from the stands and then in back you giving that to us is huge and for that little you know 90 120 minutes whatever it is or you know for me interacting with with players and and technical staff and things like that where something simple as a handshake is just kind of validation that like hey you're here we're humans we're getting through this is massive i agree is absolutely (laughs) massive because like yeah if if nothing else i know that there's been nights for everybody in general but especially i think for for gay people or or um you know any minority community where you lay down or or again like you have that quiet moment with yourself and you go man did i fuck this up <laughs> Ser- like seriously it's, it's one of those things where it's you know you you have that need for someone to go you know hey you know you're all right 
and and to their credit like james especially and, and coach burke and everything it's not just that i'm interviewing them after a match or it's not just that it's cool that i get to you know shake their hand or whatever but they're always how are you how's your boyfriend how are your parents you know how's life and it's it's the sense of genuine support from the team and i think it's a sense of genuine support from other supporters other fans that can really get you through some of those days where things aren't as as rosy as you you'd like them to be yeah i agree totally i think you know that it's it's funny the way the soccer community you know becomes that safe haven mm. um you know i think we as players feel the same way you yeah. know we as as much as soccer is our real lives because it's our job or sure, you know right. whatever it's still it's still at the end of the day you know a, a community of people mm. like you said that are are pulling in the same direction for something you know bigger than themselves um hopefully unless you get you know a prima donna in the locker room like like cham <laughs> like chambers right right like james who's, <laughs> who was allegedly oh man oh, no he's awesome he he actually messaged me today he's 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 back in he's on the list good so. man um, I will be uh, I will be matching him as I did last year. So wonderful, wonderful. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, in talking to you and just hearing you speak about your journey and and the process that you've gone through to sort of get to where you are, mm. it's obvious that you have a really good sense of perspective and and are more or less at, at, at peace um with who you are it was definitely um, not always that way for sure <laughs> no um, so what, what would you say to to somebody who might be listening to this who uh, is struggling with some of the same things and and hopes to sort of get get to that point sure um I, first and foremost uh i will say that my twitter dms are wide open <laughs> um Mine too, but I don't think I have uh, as well, good advice. But I mean, like, and I think part of it is, I mean, I had a couple of friends where it was just knowing that you have somebody that you can just spew whatever nonsense comes out of your mouth to is massive. Um, and like, I, I mean, God, I could write a book about, you know, what I want to say to people that are, that are struggling with themselves or that just want that extra bit of perspective um, as, I, as I think everyone can. Um, but really what it is, is please don't compare yourself to other people. I, I think at the, at the end of the day is my like super condensed version of any advice that I have, because right. the moment you start looking around and saying, well, why is, you know, Evan so seemingly at peace with himself and why is he able to be so open about everything or, you know, you know, you, you look at like RuPaul and why is she able to be such a, a positive influence and things like that. Like the moment you don't look at your struggle as your own and you look at it from a perspective of why am I not there yet is really damaging. Um, so what I would say to people who are, who are struggling or who are just trying to find a foothold with themselves, whether they're gay or not, really, I mean, this is just kind of general life advice that yeah, I have. Yeah, it's a pretty universal, uh, universal idea for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, is, is just take your time. I don't, you know, and as long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else, however you come to that point is the interesting part. And that's really what's going to define this part of your life for or whatever you want to get better at. And that's really the, the story that you're going to have and that you're going to want to tell people 
is how you got out of that place and where you were able to come through on the other side and, and act like you have your shit together. <laughs> None of us do. No, but I mean, we're really good at faking it, right? So yeah, that's all yeah. that matters. Um, For that's sure. That's all that matters. But yeah, you know, and, and like it took me, I mean, God, like 10 years to get to this point, right? Like, and if I was to go back and recount every single day, that's really boring. And, <laughs> um, and it, like, you can't let a couple of setbacks or a couple of people saying, well, I don't like you or whatever really drag you down as much as it might or i let it or you can let it um because like yeah it hurts like it really sucks if someone's like hey you you were bad or like i don't support you because of something that you don't have any control over like that's a very strange thing for someone to say right uh, a very bad thing for someone to say but you need to you know be more comfortable with yourself and then once you're comfortable with yourself, you need to figure out where that point of view is coming from. And sure, sometimes it can be a place of hate, or like you said, sometimes it can just be people wanting to have a go at you and wanting to wind you up. But at the same time, I think for, for me, a good bit of what I found out was that a lot of people are kind of hiding some insecurities or even just they didn't have an outwardly gay person or a, you know... A, a person to say hey i i don't know what i'm talking about can you just run this through with me really <laughs> quick because honest to god when when the whole thing came out about um the uh the oklahoma city scandal and all that i dm'd you and brandon and i went i don't get this please help me <laughs> and, and being comfortable enough to go i don't this is not my world please let me understand what you see as an african-american male or, or as a gay male or things like that so part of what i what i wanted to do or, or and, and part of why i think it's so important for me personally at least to be as open as i am is so that if people have questions or if people are struggling and things like that they have someone where they can ask any question they want and it's it's not going to be looked at from a place of hate it's going to be looked at from uh, a place of, of ignorance or wanting to understand so right I, I think this this podcast is a perfect example of that you know I had the idea um, over the last couple of weeks knocking around in my head and and obviously you know I'm a, a straight white guy you know I don't I don't have the perspective i have mm. a lot of blind spots so i messaged you to make sure that, <laughs> you that this that this was a you know an okay idea and that you know you would be open to participating and not yeah. only that you would be open to participating but you think that you know others would as well and that people would you know benefit from from hearing this mm. um i hope so, so. yeah you, Good Lord. you're definitely not blowing smoke you are open to the to the dms <laughs> yeah i i certainly try and and it was really touching for me to have a professional athlete say i want to know your story like that was crazy to me uh i might have cried <laughs> <laughs> i'm not uh, i'm not above admitting that that's not a blow to my masculinity i'm i'm pretty comfortable in that part as well but you know it's it's one of those things where if anyone hearing this gains anything positive out of what they're going through as a gay individual or even just out of life in general that's awesome yeah i hope so too i mean like i said i think the you know these past few years the thing that has sort of driven me you know and and 
pushed me further into this sort of activist world is continuing to hear people's stories and continuing to hear what they've gone through and and faced um that's ultimately what's what's kept me you know doing this um it's you know I think that, you know, players standing up and speaking out and, and supporting the cause is awesome. But ultimately hearing, you know, stories like yours is mm. is what changes people's minds. And, you know, with with that in mind, you know, you know, sort of on the flip side of the coin, if if people were listening to this, I can't imagine that there are too many that would be listening to this that that uh, aren't as open minded when it comes to, you know, LGBTQ rights and mm. equality and stuff like that, you know. If on the off chance that there are a few that have gotten this far into the podcast, um, what what would you want to say to them? What would you want to convey to them? Um, you know, and not that you're again, not that you're trying to get anyone's approval, but sure, sure. What 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 would you want to get across to people who are still struggling to to come to this, you know, place of positivity and inclusion and and, and all that stuff. And it depends on where other people are coming from, because I think as kids and as teenagers, a lot of what we've learned and a lot of our opinions that we have formed, and I think part of why it's so hard for a lot of people, myself included, coming out is that a lot of the things that you believe are dictated by your parents or people older than you. Hi, mom. I love you. You're amazing. Um, she will listen to this. She will be crying by now, I imagine. Um, so just, you know, blanket statement before I get into this, my parents were wonderful. I know that's not everyone's experience. And for that, I am, I am very fortunate and I feel very blessed and lucky. Um, and, and I know that I am very much an anomaly in that sense, but for, for people that maybe don't understand why it means so much or, or why having those pride nights and everything and all that visibility is super important to us um you know just just read up about stonewall and and go visit playing for pride and and if you're a soccer fan read about robbie Keane's for robbie and and, and for colin like those guys especially like if you are a soccer fan and you only want to know why it matters so much for soccer people reading about <laughs> their stories or, you know, Megan Rapino obviously is another really great example of someone yeah, she'll who's probably very listen. vocal and very out and, and just a, a <laughs> wonderful human being and um, super cute. Like, I, I love everything about her. Um, so if, if she wants to hang out anytime, that would be super great. Um, but, like, right on. That would be... I would cry. I would die on the inside. That would be ridiculous. But um, I, I think for people that want to come at it from just a soccer standpoint, like those two guys and, and a lot of the, the women's national team and things like that, like that's a very um, accessible and recent example of, of why it matters. And then if you want to look at it from a, um, uh, a historical standpoint and why it matters in America, like Stonewall is huge, or even just going on like the human rights campaign or – um, Trevor's story or like any of the, the not-for-profits that have a lot of educational pieces up or just kind of that can run down the the full history of what it was like previously to be gay and, and what it is now. Um, and like, it's not perfect, but and I don't think it ever will be, and that's fine. And I think part of growing up and, and part of maybe having some of that peace with yourself is understanding, like I said before, you know, that you can't win everybody over. 
and and there's some people that it's just not going to be okay and and that's fine and you have to move on with that and you have to really cherish the people that do support you um and make that noise of support drown out the noise of negativity but really like my big question for people that are like oh i don't support that you can get married i'm just like why <laughs> like it, yeah. you know if nothing else to be really cynical about it it's a piece of paper yeah <laughs> like that's all it is totally yeah it, it's it, it, mind-boggling to me mm. um and i've i've found that it's hard to stay you know sort of even keeled about it yes. um but yeah i just i admire your your perspective again you're your pers- the way that you you know let it sort of roll off your back is very very admirable and i i think there there aren't many people uh gay or straight that that would handle it with uh with that amount of you and know grace like, that's that's not to say that it doesn't suck like it does of course it does but that's part of the i can only be the best version of myself I can't make other people the best versions or what I want them to be. Um, so I just have to kind of, you know, stay in my lane and do everything that I can to be a safe space and a welcoming part of the community. Because I know, you know, for every one of me, there's two or three other people that are going to try to, to invalidate that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I love what you said about, you know, the education piece as well. I think that's something that I've learned over the last few years is is when you don't know something you know ask you know look it up you know don't be afraid to to ask if you're if you're initiating these conversations you know from a place of honesty and and good intention then then you're fine you know it's these are important conversations to have and and it's important that people continue to educate themselves about things that they may you know not have a, a strong grasp of um so i hope people listen to this and and are are inspired to you know go talk to somebody about it you know go have a conversation go you know read up like you said on on the history of of you know the lgbtq movement and and why that stuff is so important um still today um yeah this i mean this was awesome i i really appreciate you know your willingness to to talk about it and to continue to spread positivity and and um man i don't know i'm just i'm pumped that this came together the way it did and i'm really really excited to hear you have uh you know a few more conversations with with people um that that i'm sure have had different experiences yeah 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 um i'm i'm really looking forward to it it's it's like i said it was really nice for you to, I mean, have me in mind for one. And then, you know, obviously for us to have this conversation, um, but really like just for me to get to talk to other gay people about what they went through and maybe how our experiences differ and things like that. Because I know in, in the grand scheme of things compared to what some of my friends or even, you know, my significant other and things went through, like I, I didn't have it horribly bad. Um, not to say that the battle with oneself is, is easy. It's definitely not, but um, I know a lot of people that had a lot of other external factors come down on them at the same time, and that's super difficult. Sure. Yeah, well, so for those uh, for those still listening, uh, if you're still with us, um, 
the rest of this uh, series will feature Evan as the host, and he will be having conversations um, with other uh, members of the LGBTQ community that are also uh, part of the soccer community. Um, there will be three more, uh, like I said, one dropping uh, every week throughout June. Um, so this is it for me, man. I I might be one and done on the hosting duties. I don't know. I don't know how I did. Um, but yeah, this has been uh, Out in the Crowd, brought to you by the USL Show and Playing for Pride. And we will uh, see you next week. Let's uh, let's let's plug ourselves right quick, just because <laughs> it's it's really nice to to say our DMs are open. But if you can't find me, that'll be super difficult. Smart, uh, smart, smart. Yeah, well, you, I, I, you know, that's uh, that's where your first time host shown through there. That's a little why, bit, my friend. Yeah, that's why they pay you the big bucks. Uh, if uh, <laughs> if you do want to get in touch with uh, with me about soccer or being gay or struggles you're having or whatever, it literally can be anything. I don't really care. At Speak Evan Speak <laughs> is is my Twitter handle uh, because I I do that way too much, and so I figured <laughs> I might as well make it my brand. Uh, yeah, at the USL Show at VFTB Pod are the places where you can hear me very frequently. Um, but yeah, definitely like don't be a stranger is is the big thing to take away. Like if you have any questions or if there's something that I talked about on this with Austin or something and you're like, please explain that, I'll be more than happy to. Um, for sure. And and I'm very much a, uh, a no holds barred, all questions welcome, you know, kind of guy. Um, so, you know, definitely don't be shy and feel feel free to reach out for sure. Yeah, and if anyone has any questions um, for me, I will direct you to Evan because, like I said, <laughs> what I have to say about all of this does not really matter. Um, but no, if, if anybody has any questions about playing for Pride or, or anything else, um, at Austin Deleuze on Twitter. Um, yeah, this was, this was great. I appreciate it, man. Anytime, bro. Anytime. All right. See you next week. yourself is understanding like i said before you know that you can't win everybody over and and there's some people that it's just not going to be okay